episode two, yeah? Uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, The Weekly Freestyle, season five, episode two, uh, with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host, Alex Sutton. We're back in the shed, TWF HQ, as it's uh, often known. Um, and we both just got back from London for a little outing, as some of you may have seen on our social media. Uh, for a good weekend away and before we jump into all of our London chat um how's your week been Alex yeah it's been nice thank you Tom a lovely outing uh mm. to Westfield uh, east of London because there's also a Westfield in the west of London apparently there's a Westfield in Derby <laughs> would you believe it so yeah there's all they're all over the country apparently. well yeah I didn't know that mm. um but as as I touched on my I love the journey um but we'll, we'll get to that oh we'll get to the yeah we'll chat. get into that uh had a great weekend thank you but another bank holiday in the UK isn't it like the third or fourth in May? It's even for me, it's getting a bit too much. But now. what an unreal bank holiday it's been with the weather. Mm. I mean, just lush, absolutely lush. Um, and a big one for you. Yeah, well, I had two occasions to attend to. One in London itself. Uh, this was about the fourth uh different event that had gone on my girlfriend's. So it was a nice day. <laughs> made made an appearance on your Snapchat story, didn't they? Yeah, it did. The, the party, um, yeah. I was watching the cricket to start with because they live very close to the Oval where Sorry play cricket. Mm. Um, and that was a very interesting game. So to get things started, I was allowed to have the cricket on in the background. Sound down. Uh, Abbott, <laughs> Abbott hit an unreal innings. He scored uh, 100 okay. in the T20 game in 34 balls, which that's equaled quite good. So it? that's worth watching. Yeah, that's but good, isn't it? No matter how good a party is, you yeah. have to have that on in the Yeah, background. Abbott. Shout out Abbott. Shout out Abbott. Um, and then also it's it's actually it's actually by the time of recording on Tuesday is producer Lucy's birthday right mm. now. That's huge. Um, and she 21st. had yeah she had a big twenty first um, party mm. uh, in the Sutton household, which is about a year on since the last big event we had at the house where I actually ended up throwing in a suitcase, which was the first episode. Oh God, yeah, what <laughs> was the whole thing? thing? Oh my goodness me, yeah, so that was for your, no, that was, that was kind of a combined, yeah. your parents were doing something, it was, it was actually my 21st at the time, Wow, a little bit later. A little bit later, and then Lucy had hers on the weekend, just yeah. gone, what was the turnout saying compared to your 21st? Uh, so it doesn't even come close. Nah, nah. It's, you know, quantity and quality, but no, I'm, I'm only joking, there was some, shout out Exeter, there was some great turnouts, some lovely guests. Uh, family and yeah. friends yeah um and also the pod got some some chat some shouts I, I said a few words okay uh and okay. i was actually getting heckled um by certain people um saying are you a co-host of the weekly freestyle absolutely yes absolutely. i am absolutely your reputation Sorry. precedes you now um yeah. which is what we want <laughs> In, interestingly enough and, and we're going to touch on the competition soon that i raced out of the weekend when we headed over to, to london but i must have had four or five swimmers mm. and parents come up to me and say we love the podcast four or five at least wow at least four or five so we love the podcast we can't wait for the next episode to drop yeah. and a few people got caught off guard with our week off oh. um they were saying they were waiting wednesday for it to drop and obviously we we, we take a week off between seasons so mm. for everyone who came up to me uh at the uh, competition and for everyone listening at home thank you very much as always yeah no that that is really cool um and it's yeah we're always trying to I think word of mouth is such a big thing, and I, mm. and I mention it uh, a little bit later in this episode, but it's tricky on the podcasting platforms to hit the algorithms like a YouTube would. So yeah. a lot of the time yeah. we do really rely on people just suggesting mm -hmm. it and telling it a made mm -hmm. to listen, which is great. Um, but one thing we did want to touch on before we get into the event is we we heard from Jonah. Jonah's actually come back from having heart surgery. It's, it's insane. And, and look, Jonah, thank you so much for reaching out to the pod, first and foremost. And, you know, uh, we're obviously we're just a small 
mostly sport-focused podcast, and that's why we were kind of laughing about Ollie Sutton coming back from his football defeat. But the fact that you've gone and undergone heart surgery and come back from that, you know, I, I feel, well, I don't know about you, but I feel like slightly above my, my pay grade yeah, for being able to offer advice. But, you know, all I can talk about is injuries as an mm. athlete and, and how you kind of come back from them. And they can seem so daunting and seem so intimidating when you're in the middle of them or, you know, setbacks in illness or injury, whatever it might be. Obviously nothing on the kind of scale that you're facing, Jonah, um, or any of the other podcast listeners who have been through anything similar. But all you can do really is kind of focus on the controllables uh, and just take those small steps, you know, to, to a much, much lesser extent, you know, uh, two months before the Olympic trials. I told this story a few times, but when I got my second bout of COVID and I was really ill, you know, all you can do is focus on right. Let yourself be frustrated, let yourself be annoyed that, you know, you might not be able to train um, like you want to do, but just focus on those next kind of steps. So, uh, Jonah, thank you so much for getting in touch with the pod and, and um, telling us your story and, you know, to anyone else who's been through anything similar i'm sure it's gonna be really really helpful um obviously nothing quite like ollie sutton's loss at maidstone united but um yeah thanks so much and and, and all the best for your recovery really yeah and keep keep us um uh, keep in touch and keep us up to date absolutely um, and, you know who knows maybe a a future guest and can oh, talk about something for like sure that that, that actually absolutely. yeah that's actually a really good shout and just <clears throat> sticking with this uh megan's got a question uh -huh. so yeah do keep those coming in um we love random questions. Obviously, sometimes we direct our content in terms of maybe some a poll or something. But Megan's asking, what's it like being with speedo athletes around the world? Um, and who is your favorite swimmer from the US uh, and Oz that are speedo athletes? Um, and I guess as part of that, what's it like racing with them and, and doing photo shoots too? So I've never actually done uh, an international speedo photo shoot. Wow. So there was one after Guangzhou. 2019 but obviously i was not m a massive name on the scene of swimming not like you are now mate well uh could be said um so I, I i didn't get to go to the grand one unfortunately south korea after world champs what they do they normally do them after world champs right so everyone's in one place and then you get to and it's always really good fun apparently they take you out for really nice meals and you do loads of photo shoots you get to hang out the main competition of the year is done so you can relax you can have you know a few j2o's it's really really good fun apparently uh, I think they're doing one this year in Japan okay, after fun. the World Champs. So I yeah. might be staying up there for a few extra days just to get some Speedo content. The good thing about Speedo is like, it's such a great brand to be associated mm -hmm. with because they are, you know, like look at Trunks, people call them Speedos. True. You know, it's it's so synonymous with the sport. They're, you know, I've been wearing the, the brand since before I was even sponsored by them. I think it's the first race I ever had were um, a Speedo race suit. Phelps was Speedo, you know, Lochte was with Speedo, James Guy was with Speedo for a time, you know, one yeah. of my closest pals, Duncan Scott's been with Speedo for a long time. So I love hanging out with all the athletes, um, you know, look at who they've, they've got basically the best athletes in the world. They've got PT, they had, they've got Dressel, um, got Freya Anderson, Freya Anderson, you know, out in Australia, they've got Emma, Emma McKeon, you know, yeah. um, really leading the charge as well as loads of other great great Aussie swimmers. So they're really, really at the forefront of it. And, you know, I can't wait for that, that photo shoot around Japan. Yeah, that would be good. I imagine some of the backdrops you'll get out there will be absolutely stunning. Yeah, probably mostly pools. Most, mm -hmm. most, mostly pools. Not mountains in the background, though. Mount Fiji. Yeah. Could do, to be fair. Could do. I don't know whether they're going to do, like, lifestyle stuff. Because one thing I do think, like, I don't know about anyone else listening to pod, but I've had a lot of cool presents from my sister, mainly, who was out in America for four years from vintage shops. Mm. Um of old speedo vintage clothes it's really cool it's really cool yeah. from from back in that time so i've got a few cool speedo seen that is that the american olympic jacket that's been yeah there's that stuff cool there's one. really cool stuff and i want them to bring more of it back and i'm actually having i've got an email going forth about um 
British swimming speedo kicks now obviously British swimming with speedo yeah. so I'm like bring back some of those cool retro That'd designs cool. I think yeah I think people you could I could see people out and about in the, their speedo mm-hmm. jackets with some nice colours on yeah. repping the, the GB merch mm-hmm. uh, that'd be a good one I know sometimes in the shoots you've done they've been pretty chilly didn't you do one quite recently and you're out outside oh, I, did, I did one that wasn't for speedo that was for, for a magazine but I did a shoot at Portis Head yeah. near Bristol outdoor pool lovely you know on a weekend like this it'll be lovely on a bank holiday but it was baltic yeah i was freezing my my speedo off, trunks off my speedo trunks off um and yeah it's it, you know in and out of the pool the wind was blowing so you kind of had to had to have a bigger big puffer jacket on but hugo came in clutch with the puffer for that one as he always does mm-hmm. shout out to hugo uh and g saw them in marlow at the weekend let's move on to the weekend mm. um so yeah we are in london uh there was a vote on the instagram discussing whether we do a kind of a vloggy style. When mm. I meant said vlog, I think I kind of meant an og, an audio vlog. Okay. Rather than a video vlog, we right. had, we did do a reel, mm-hmm. so people can feel as though maybe they were there with you, um, which was cool. Um, but I did record a little bit of audio before we went in mm. and got the event kicked mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know uh, if you have any thoughts ahead of the event and just want to set the scene for that. Yeah. So the event it was an open meet over at the London Aquatic Centre. Um, which was really exciting because I've only raced there a few times in my career. I've raced there once in 2015 yeah. for the British Nationals or the British Trials and the Olympic Trials. Uh-huh. The only two times I've raced there. And one thing I've always said is I feel like we should use that pool more. Yeah. It's so expensive to hire those, the only problem. But I think part of the legacy of the Olympics should have been British swimming are allowed to have access to that pool for four weeks a year, six weeks a year, whatever. They host nationals there, they host the trials there, and it should be the real hub. And I, I, I get it's obviously a trek for people in the north and in Scotland, Sheffield's more central, but the yeah. facility is just so brilliant. It's so brilliant. And, you know, from a bit more of a, a selfish standpoint, I can go from Maidenhead or we can go from Maidenhead to Stratford near on 45 minutes. It's a good journey. It's a brilliant uh, journey. A so journey. shout out Lizzie line. Yeah. Um, you, you, yeah. You could get in Maidenhead and Stratford are on the same line. Literally Maidenhead and Stratford are on the same line. Taplow and Stratford are on the same line. And I know we're going to talk about infrastructure, but that's just, that's just absolutely that's brilliant. Crazy. You know, you can get a quick train to Paddington in 17 minutes. Yeah. And it's like 23 minutes to Stratford East London. Yeah. So exciting times. Let's um let's jump into that audio. I know you've had a quick listen. Yeah. Uh what did you think from the couple of minutes that you heard of my my ramblings? I liked it. I liked it. I liked how it was, you know, you're on the ground. It's, sim- it's not too dissimilar to our mini mic stuff at, at no, it's Forge, not. Which, I, f- which... I forgot those. Left yeah, in charge. It's okay. Um, but I got some good responses. So yeah, I think I think it's really, really good. And you had a few swimmers walk by while you're doing it. Yeah, you? let's uh let's dive into me on Monday evening before the evening final session for the 200 free kicked off. You join me as I make my first glimpse of the aquatic centre, I think. I've just wandered through Stratford and the Westfield in East London, because there is also a Westfield in West London, which did confuse me. Um, But I've now got a wonderful view of the fearsome trio, which includes the Olympic Stadium, now home to West Ham United, the Orbit, which uh, has got a very long slide on it, and of course, the key reason we're here today, which is the aquatic centre itself, which has a wonderful, smooth feel to it. Um, uh, Almost like a whale or a wave, which I believe was the idea behind it. Um, But yeah, made the journey from Maidenhead 
the royal borough, as Duncan would refer to it, made a shocking error as I left the mini mics charging in the kitchen. Um, so I had great intentions with the, the charging, but ultimately a, a poor execution as I actually left the box in the kitchen. Right now I brought the box, but left the mics in the kitchen. So I've got an empty box, which doesn't really help anyone. Um, but as we often like to speak about on the pod, uh, I've got to make a mention to the public transport. Uh, it was actually my first journey to the Olympic Park from Maidenhead in the modern Elizabeth Line era, and it really did change uh, my journey. Previously, going way back to the Olympics in 2012, even still living in Maidenhead, we actually made the journey either via, I think it was Ealing Broadway, uh, or even South Ryslip, and, and at times we even headed in from North London because the links across the city were so poor. But today it was an easy journey, 25 minutes into London Paddington, uh, before switching onto the Elizabeth Line um, in their lovely spacious carriages. And it was only five stops up to Stratford, which was, as I say, a, a, quite a groundbreaking moment for me um, in, in my life, I'd say. Um, so great, but we're now sitting in the sun, uh, on a bench, waiting for my good friends Sam and Lucio to arrive, who are coming to join me um, at one of the premier events of the weekend, which is AP's international race, I believe the word is. Um, I think I can see Emily Large walking towards the arena. So, you know, the stars are out and about. I'm not sure if she listens to the podcast. Maybe I'll ask, maybe Matt does, but either way, I've seen they've been swimming. Well, they've been swimming nicely all year, probably this weekend as well. Um, but before we dive into the swimming, and hopefully this, this is still recording, yeah, it is, with two minutes 50 of, of content here, uh, the real content kings at the Weekly Freestyle. Um, the pool itself was actually designed in 2004 by Zaha Hadid, who apparently is quite a famous um, architect. I've not heard of them myself. Um, but to be honest, did a fantastic job, and I'm sure a lot of you know that the the wings of the pool, um, they originally had temporary stands on the side where uh, a lot more spectators would watch, obviously, for the games itself. Um, but as part of the design, they, they got rid of that, and they've just left, I guess, maybe one or two stands, which I'm looking forward to seeing today. But it's quite smart, that, and it's something that I'm all for uh, in terms of making the best use of space, and land and being able to keep a, a venue going going forwards. Uh, I'm sure it's something we can have a discussion on the podcast in future about the infrastructure surrounding sport and the sporting world. But it, you know, it's something good to, to see. And I believe the velodrome is still here as well. And even the copper box gets used for a number of events. Uh, I think I've seen maybe netball in there uh, previously. So uh, it's good to have infrastructure uh, all about. Um, other fun facts: we've got. The wave light structure, as I mentioned, is actually stated to be over a thousand meters squared. Um, so that's a lot of wavage there. Um, I wonder if that was always planned. I don't, I don't know if you can get up there, but I guess you could see it from the top um, of the other structure. I've forgotten what it's called now. Um, there's actually three pools in the arena and they hold around 10 million liters of water which is uh, quite a staggering amount of water. And I've had a lot of pools. I'm sure someone can update me on that, but I imagine you've got a competition pool, um, a diving pool. Maybe the competition pool split into two. I don't know, because I guess one have been used as, an, as a warm-up during the games itself. And then the river itself, 
uh, along the alongside of the stadium. I don't know actually what it's called. It's actually been winded by eight meters um, as part of the construction process, and I believe a lot of further infrastructure was put into that, um, into edit editing the river channel. So a lot of geographical processes that go on to, and finally both pools in the stadium. So this has three pools and then this other fact has both pools have movable floors so you can adjust it. So whether you've got an Olympic race in the morning and a kids pool session in the afternoon, um, you can adjust the depth. And uh, this is as we see another swimmer walking across. Um, a young man with his British swimming shorts on and his Loughborough shirt on. Wonder if he listens to the podcast. Don't actually recognise him. Um, he's in a white top, white socks, black shorts. So I wish him all the best today. So yeah, that's that's very exciting. Put a put a few facts in there. Um, obviously, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. We had an Instagram vote, which was uh, hotly contested between doing more of a standard style podcast where Tom and I tend to sit eye to eye. Sometimes in reality, sometimes virtually across the table and chew the fat of the week and topics and, and the like. But the vote for the vlog actually won quite convincingly as well. So we're going for a vlog, a vlog style podcast as, as we can see today. And frankly, that means that we're going to have to sit down for less time, which in our, in our busy lives in the 21st century uh, is no bad thing. Uh, and obviously, you know, we've done a lot of sitting down, so it's always fun to get out and about. So that's great. Uh, thank you always, as I say, for listening and, and for those of you who have subscribed. If, if you're not subscribed, please do hit that subscribe button on whatever platform it is because it all helps. And as I say, those reviews that come in are, are really great. We really appreciate them. I think we've had over 50 now, which is pretty cool. But yeah, if, you've, if you enjoy the show, if you don't enjoy the show, drop a, drop a review. I think we mentioned before, you know, we're still not five stars. So if we can keep that, great. But if you feel as though you've got to drop us down, that's also fine. And another one is, why not share it? Share the podcast with your friends. Um, it's quite tricky in the podcasting space to get sort of the algorithms to jump into people who maybe would want to listen. A lot of the time we do rely on word of mouth. So, yeah, share it with a friend, family, um, anyone really, because we do like to think that the podcast can appeal to anyone from your younger sister, your younger brother, your mum, your dad, your nan, your gran, um, anyone. So, you know, if you want to share it, if you like it, go for that. So, yeah, we really appreciate that. And always, as always, we, we thank you for your time. But, yeah, today we're at the AP International Meet. I think Tom did the 4 by 4 IM, 400 IM, maybe the 200 IM yesterday. I'm not too sure because uh, there's not been a stream. and I've not been following the events too closely I had the small matter of my sister's 21st birthday party yesterday, which, as you can imagine, um, similar to a gathering we had for Tom's. Uh, you can imagine I was heavily involved in the preparation for that. Uh, usually my preparation for those kind of events involves playing a bit of golf or sunbathing. Um, so, so that was good. But, yeah, I haven't quite been following the events, but by all accounts it's been a good one. There have been some, some big names there, Chad Chloe. Um, Chad Leclerc I think this is where maybe my swimming knowledge comes slightly uh, under under attack here um, see Emily Large who we've just seen there 
Uh, Anna Hopkins is racing. Not sure if Luke Greenbank is. Um, there's also another Sydney Pickram. That was that was the name that was on the tip of my tongue that I couldn't quite get off. But obviously some big names. And, and tonight we're here for the 200 free, um, which which we'll see Tom and, and Matt Richards go head to head. Uh, obviously it's uh, it's a rerun of the stunning 200. The, 203 that we saw in Sheffield on, I think it was April the 9th, where we saw Duncan, Matt, Tom, and James, and the others, and the others, the rest of the 200 or the freestyle gang go head to head. Um, so we're, we're going to see that to a, to a miniature scale, I think. See, so I'm never going to put any words into Tom's mouth. Um, I think I'm going to sneeze. Not yet. Uh, but obviously, Tom's come back from altitude camp, so it will be. There it is, but yeah, obviously Tom's come back from altitude camp, so it'd be very interesting to see uh, how he sort of settles back on uh, on the thin air and see, you know, if he gets that boost. But ultimately, it's a it's a long summer ahead, so it'd be fun to to get to get back and see. Um, but for me, if when you when Tom's racing, if I can, I'll, I'll go and watch. But for it to be back in the Olympic pool, obviously not too far from home, is a is absolutely ideal on a on a bank holiday Monday. How else would you want to spend it? Um, so yeah, that was me sold off. So so I'm here. But yeah, dad, my dad and I came to the the 2012 Olympics um, when I was a, a wee lad, and I believe that we we came on the second morning, maybe even the first morning. Uh, obviously, Tom was just a, a twinkle in in everybody's eyes. Didn't know the the man at that point, um, but I remember we were very excited to see Sakarika McMahon, an Irish swimmer who we'd met on holiday in Egypt. And uh, I think it was her mum was her coach and, and we were absolutely buzzing to be, my dad and I, in the pool with someone that we'd sort of met and maybe had a couple of words with, um, as I say, when, when we were away. So to think, jump ahead over a decade um, that I'll be watching, you know, a, a friend of mine um, in the pool. Uh, it's, it's pretty pretty cool, and even though it's not the the Olympic Games itself, even to be in the pool um, that the Olympics was hosted in is is very cool. And I don't think they actually get too many meets hosted here uh, because obviously champs, maybe champs and stuff, maybe once or twice, uh, maybe some short cough stuff if they put the barge up. But I, I've always watched in Sheffield, so this will be my first time watching Tom swim competitively at the pool. So as I say, very excited. There are there's some other races going on. Um, so obviously they'll be great to whet the appetite too and, and always interesting to see how Mr PC puts on an event um, and compare it to stuff that British swimming does and, and I know that's something that uh, Tom's always interested in and, and got a passion for in terms of bringing the sport to to the masses and, and to swimming fans and sport fans in general so really looking forward to seeing how, how that all works out, how the timing goes you know, the, the fireworks in the pool um, and yeah, just just seeing the big names and, and the atmosphere itself. Um, but as a starting point, you can't really beat uh, the Olympic Park. So many great memories. Um, the sun's out and, and summer's approaching. So so let's roll on the swimming and maybe catch a word with you in there, depending on how the audio goes. And hopefully this has been okay in itself. So we're now back in the studio. Um, hopefully people enjoyed that. Mm, I think they will have. I definitely think they will. I think have. it's a guaranteed enjoy. 100%. It's 10, min 10 minutes of music to, to listeners' ears. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like they'll feel like they were there. Mm. You know, there were a lot of spectators there. 
but you know I, I I'm when I listen to it back I'm, I'm just transported back to that evening a few tears a few a few it's quite magical um for anyone who didn't manage to catch the actual race it's fortunate enough to get the win um managed to play around with it a little bit mm. you know these these open meets really give you an opportunity to try different race strategies I would never ever go out as slow as I did yeah. for the first half of the race like I did last night um, but what I really wanted to do was just test it with the other athletes, sit on a wave of of another athlete, and then try and have the quickest back end. So my I was back in twenty five five. Yeah. Okay. To put that in perspective, at the Olympics when I won, I was back in twenty six eight. Wow. So that's, that's almost a, a second big, and a half quicker. That's, yeah, that's it's crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, the time wasn't as quick because I took it out a lot quicker at the Olympics. What was but the Olympic time again? Sorry. 144.22, and I was 146.08. Oh, you are low 146. Low 146 yeah. last night, um, which is good. I'll take that in season. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, I, we can speak about the, the event itself and uh, uh, how it was for spectators. But yeah, watching that race, you obviously raced the day previous as well. What were you yeah. in the... 200 IM? 200 IM and 100 freestyle. So I had a tough double, 25 minutes between them. Yeah. 200 IM was good, 158 double O. Would have liked the 157, but such is life. In season, that's a PB, like yeah. an in season PB. And then 48 3, which was really good that soon after. And straight off, straight the off the bat. It was actually the same time I went to the trials. Interesting. Inter- so the trials, I'm, I feel like I'm just fitter. The altitude camp really paid off. Yeah. I'm a lot fitter. I've got more of a back end. Um, you know, going the same time as trials, it just puts me in a good position heading into worlds. And once I shave, taper, you know, don't have a two and a half, 25 minutes before it, then I feel like I go a lot quicker. Then you'll be, be feeling good. And did mm-hmm. you, did it feel like a quick pool? Cause is that oh, the brilliant. second, how many times have you swum there? Two times before then. No, twice before. So the third time you'd swum. So yeah. it felt, felt nice. Oh, I love it. I love that pool. It's just so good. And, you know, so open and airy, a bit hot in the stands. Yeah. So, you know, for London Quest Centre, if you're listening, just turn the thermostat down a little bit. Just a touch. Just a touch. Um, but brilliant. I mean, what a, what a venue. Yeah. You know, you can just picture. I didn't actually get to go to watch the London 2012 Olympics, but if you had, I imagine it would have been quite exciting. Uh, yeah, I think you were saying to me yesterday that you didn't get to go, but other members of your family did. Yeah, so there's names out the hat. We had two tickets, one for my mum. How old would you have been in 2012? 12. So just starting my swimming journey, getting really excited. And um, you, my- you'd think that, you know, maybe this would be the perfect opportunity to ca- uh, to be the catalyst. Mm, for Really you know, pick on my... Yeah. But maybe... The fact that I didn't get to go to that Olympics mm. spurred me on to try and go to another Olympics. Truth. Um, but no, my younger sister, Nancy, got mm. to watch uh, Michael Phelps become the most decorated athlete ever and win his award. Uh, and I watched on TV. So Was it a nice TV? Yeah, great TV. That's mate. fine. Great TV. That's good. But you, you did go to the Paralympics, though, so you got a little bit of that. Yeah, I did. I got to watch yeah, the heat of a Paralympics swimming session, which was Was cool. it a good heat? Um, yeah, one boy got deked, unfortunately, on the 53. Oh, um, yeah, um, but you were there to see it live. So. I was there to see it in, in, in the flesh. Um, it's an interesting story. I've been to Dave McNulty, my coach, and he had two boys in the 200 breaststroke final. Okay, so on the last night, or one of the last nights of the, yeah. the swimming, all that British swimming had at that point was a bronze or two bronzes from Becky Ellington. Okay, yeah, and he had to walk down Michael Jameson and Andrew Willis, both his swimmers. He trained both of them to yeah. fight against each other in the Olympic final for the 200 breaststroke. And Andrew Willis came fourth. Michael Jameson got silver though. Nice, got the highest medal color of anyone from swimming that. Yeah, and the plate. You know, he. You know, at London 2012. If you're winning a medal, you're like a hero. You yeah, know, what I mean? it's that that set him up, and that set his career up absolutely. After that, you know, he became the poster boy of British swimming, poster boy of Scottish swimming. It really catapulted him, catapulted him into a new, a new realm. 
and for Dave, you know, you're at London, like the city was bouncing apparently, was, the whole yeah. place was on fire. If you're an athlete and you go out in London, you were like a massive celebrity, you know, if you had your accreditation with you. Anyway, when swimming finishes on day seven, eight, nine, whatever, you still got a week in the village, a week to go out in London. Apparently it was unreal. Like I've heard British swimmers talk, but it was say that it was just an experience like no other. Like a different world almost. Like Tokyo times a million, you yeah. know, because it was a home games. But the coaches aren't allowed to stay. So the swimming finished. Dave was the most decorated as the highest medal color coach of anyone. Okay, his athlete has just been catapulted into stardom. He left on halfway through the Olympic Games, yeah. went back to Bath. The following day, he said he was walking around Sainsbury's just pushing his trolley, and there were massive posters of the of uh, London the 2012 in yeah. Sainsbury's. And he's like, "This was last night that Michael had won a medal." And he's like, "Did that even happen?" Yeah, he felt like it, he didn't even know what planet he was on or anything. So crazy those highs and those lows you know like yeah. you said you think maybe the coaches they deserve as much as anyone to be yeah. involved in the mix unfortunately not but it's more i guess it's an athlete central mm. um i guess games as such but yeah maybe if we go back to it and i know you wanted to speak about it as as a spectator uh obviously it was a, a three-day event yeah second i'd actually been and i spoke about it earlier but i went to 2012 and saw mm. a heat with my dad mm. um and it's in, so interesting how the pool uh obviously has been uh adapted to get mm. rid of the the big side stands um but the location uh, itself and being in the olympic park you just can't really get better for that for mm-hmm. a for a swimming event no. so so going there was was so cool um obviously there are plenty of seats both sides of the pool mm-hmm. which when you take that back to ponds forge yeah. usually you've just got fans on one side yeah um so as a, as a spectator that that pool itself was great um interestingly i saw that the athletes were kind of in the mirage of the mm. fans so mm. you guys usually you'd be getting changed in a kind of yeah, yeah like a private area but you were in and about with the fans how did that feel for you we're in the mix and you know it was really good because there are a lot of young athletes young swimmers wanting to get photos and autographs and stuff which was really cool um the only time you kind of had to put your foot down a little bit was when it was like you're heading up to a race and you'd have people mobbing you and you might be like look I've, I've got a timeline i've got a stick to yeah that's tricky i'm happy to sign and take photos after the race but you know i thought it was really cool and i've had like swimmers come up to me and say how much they enjoy racing against olympians you know young athletes getting a chance to race at the olympic pool against the best swimmers in the world and in the country for sure um so for that reason it was a really great event yeah and you've you've touched on it before um surely that pool how is that pool not being used i know i know it's it's almost criminal i know it's a shame really isn't it um but one one thing that is an issue is that when when as swimming as a sport is because the events are so long Mm. even if you that pool is accessible for like a a nationals everyone's kind of got to stay on site or close and in in london especially around that part that's that's going to be part of the issue isn't it well look at trials a week in trials a week at trials in sheffield you know accommodations like costing like a grand yeah you know and then if you've got a few kids going to nationals two three kids it's so expensive put that in london and you know people just won't be able to go point blank won't be able to go so it's a shame really that the 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 cost has you know priced people out of going there and not using the pool enough um Hopefully, that you know, some resolution can be found from British swimming. But no, it, it is a shame, really, because all that pool really gets used for is um, birthday parties when you get the inflatable <laughs> obstacle course blown up, um, and that's about it, really. But at least if you're in a birthday party, you know you you're in a quick, quite a quick pool. Mm, the same water that yeah. uh, 
belts were swimming. Yeah, well, we saw, we bumped, I'm sure you bumped into them, but we bumped into Chad Leclerc on the way out. Yeah, which, bumped into Chad. He is such a, he is kind of the face. Was it to the 2012, 2012 when him Phelps went head to head with his dad as well? And he got the touch on Phelps was, and his uh, dad had that iconic interview with Claire Balding. Yeah. Who we, then go on to give me an iconic interview. Yeah, a lot of iconic then, interviews. 10 years later. But yeah, so. so so cool to have, yeah, the big, those sorts of, big names and mm. like, that, that have been around for a while and as mm. you say having someone who's a younger athlete swimming against olympians and in an olympic setting is is very cool yeah um and to round off this episode i don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on i think that's everything i'm just looking ahead to what the next few weeks look like um i've got three more weeks of camp uh, of, of training in bath and then i've got a few i've got a camp and a competition on the continent nice which would be cool france and rome uh, a bit of champagne action champagne for the training camp unfortunately yeah. not for the drinking of course not um and then yeah world champs two weeks after that yeah and we we were joined by sam and lucy last mm. time as well as men, members of your family and yep. sam was saying he's potentially keen for a trip to champagne well a uh, rome rome, rome for rome. the racing but i mean you've already ticked I've already been to rome. so you know that place like the back of your hands yeah. um so yeah we'll, we'll we'll see it'd be cool to get the boys along for, for something yeah and i know we've been discussing it but next week rate my plates back Oh, is it? It's back. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, we need to get some submissions. thinking about doing it this week, but we were a little bit tight for, for timescales and stuff. Um, What's next weekend saying? Or, rate my oh, you're, you're London, aren't you, next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to do something then. Yeah, we'll have to get something sorted. That's fine. It's quite easy to do. We've got a yeah. lot of people ready to go. All right, we'll get... Looking get, to challenge Stephen in the next round. Get them cooked up. Try and top the Katsu Ferris. And then, also news, we booked in a very big name for an interview. Oh, we have. And that will be season four. Season episode four. four. Episode, episode four. Season episode five, four. episode four. So episode four. very stuff. much looking forward to that. Good stuff. Right, to round off, as you were swimming back at yeah. the London 2012 Olympic pool. I I've was. Got, I've got some questions for you okay. um, about the 2012, well, swimming games uh, for our freestyle section this week. Very appropriate. These will either be very easy for you okay. or maybe you'll struggle. Okay, I was 12 years old Yeah, but when this happened. Let's just yeah, put that out there. Let's just get that. Uh, and you weren't at the event. So maybe we should have got Nancy. Awesome old event. So question is, well, basically three parts to it, but who won the gold in both the men's 200, the men's and women's 200 free? Um, and can I have a time? Men's 200 free, Yanni Caniel. Yeah. 143.19. Yeah, I've only got 143.1, so you've hit that. I wasn't going to let you get away, though. Women's 200 free, Missy Franklin? No, she was. I think she was fourth or fifth. She got the I think she won the two back. Yeah. Women's 200 free. I think this, actually, I can't. I don't know if they're American. Women's 200 free. Schmidt? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I did not know she won that. Yeah. The time won. would have been a 150. Yeah. Three. Yes. Points. <laughs> Six. Yeah. What? That's actually really impressive. Well Very done. Nice. That's really good. Thank you. Um, yeah. So you, you've got. This is like you three. with Liverpool knowledge, mate. Yeah. This is the, this is the league we're working in here. <laughs> But I I will challenge you to a 200 free history quiz and I'll revise so hard. Wait, well, if I revise for a Liverpool quiz, I reckon I'll do Okay, it. fine. Well, we'll get it on. Okay, and then the third part of the question is mm. there were two Brits, one in both finals, as in one in the men's 200, one in the females 200. Can you name who they were? In the men's, it will have been Robbie Rennick. Yeah. And in the women's, it will have been Caitlin McClatchy. Yes. There we go. Say less. Signed, sealed, delivered. Good what a stuff. way to end up. I'm actually well happy with that. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, no, we, we we had a good meet there. Uh, I think we came fourth on the medley relay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we obviously Becky got the two bronzes. Michael got a, a silver. 
Uh, Willis obviously in the fourth. Siobhan was at that meet. She's yeah. only like 15 or 16. Siobhan yeah. Marie O'Connor raced there. Um, yeah, they took a really big team, 43 athletes. Um, well, as uh, Steve from Paul Boy said, maybe too big. Well, that's 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 what uh, that's what I think was the real turning point because they yeah. made the team harder to get onto and they raised the standards after that. But just just finishing off as I think <laughs> my dad starts mowing the lawn yep. uh, Monday at 12.30 and mm. it's lunch break activities. Mm. Um, but if you think about those couple of medals from Becky and then the the medal that also, was it Michael? Yep. That Michael got. You're going into the games around the corner, the games we've just had. I, I do think the tables have turned in terms mm. of where that, that barometer set. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at what do we get? You know, Sydney, Athens, not loads. I don't think I'm struggling to think. I and mean, we might have that got was a... time for rowing, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And we I think we got a relay medal, maybe a women's four by two. I want to say somewhere. Um, obviously, Becky did great in Beijing. Yeah. With the with the golds there, you know, no golds at um at 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 London. Just the three, two, two bronzes and a silver. Then you step up to Rio. You know, Dave McNulty alone got four silver medals. Yeah. I was I just missed Dave yesterday. I was so good. He would have loved to chat to you. He would have loved to chat to you. I was eating popcorn. I was like, should I go speak to Dave? You would have chatted to him. You would have loved Sam it. I was like, there's no time like the present, mate. I was like, yeah. Because he always goes to me. He always takes the mick out of me. He's like, um, impersonates me by saying, uh, my co-host, Alex Sutton. Because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks right. I speak really properly. But, right. but we have to pronounce our, our letters correctly. We do, we podcast. do. Otherwise, Jackie will rinse me for it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. But, uh, uh, Rio was really good. Peter getting his gold. Um, four by two, they got silver. Four by one medley, they got silver. Um, uh, Jazz got two silvers, Siobhan got silver in the two and yeah. You go on to Tokyo and we're looking at like multiple gold medals, silvers yeah. across the board, you know, a really real step up and um, hopefully Paris will follow suit. Yeah, and I, th- I just think we've got to remember that, like where the sport was and oh, where yeah. it's hopefully moving towards. Well, even so. PMGB, mate, 1996 Atlanta, we got one gold medal and it was Steve Redgrave's Cox was four. Wow. You know, and look at it now. It's, it's you know gold rush yeah is now, what I'm saying. and now look at the sport of rowing so yeah that's what i'm saying sport yeah. of rowing it's just come in a completely different spot to where it was but hopefully that can bounce back too. athletics yeah. you know it, it, they they had a tough tokyo yeah, a lot yeah. of these sports had a tough tough tokyo yeah and that changed everything that changes funding and and you know the outlook for the years ahead so we'll see paris will be exciting and thank you very much and that's where we end so on that bombshell uh, i think we're going to wrap up thank That'll you very be, yeah. much Uh, everyone for joining us this afternoon Um, we do look forward to seeing you all next week keep the questions coming in keep the suggestions coming in and we hope you enjoyed this episode yeah and keep telling your friends about the weekly freestyle please do bye okay let's go and get a mocha